Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lose and grow. Be in that discomfort of growth and expansion. That's where the edge is. Now, is this for everybody? Is this part for everybody? No, it's not. And I'm not throwing any shade at anyone that doesn't want to experience life on these terms. But guess what? I wake up every day fulfilled. I will go to my grave knowing that the divine through me has made an imprint in people's lives. I know that everything, all the, even the junk that I went through, I can be grateful for it because it led me to who I am today and what I get to do every single day. Bring it, bring the discomfort. Bring being the dumb, dumbest person in the room. I, I relish it. I want it. Because that's where the edge of true growth and expansion to infinite possibilities is. There's a difference between a dream chaser and a dream catcher. Thanks all for tuning in to Dream Catchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dreams. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dream Catchers Podcast. I'm your host, Jerome, and you are in for a treat. We went down to Mexico, looked in the alleyways, checked out the beach. We're looking for this guy because he was in Europe. And then for some reason, he left Europe and went to a whole nother country. <laughs> He's down in, <laughs> down in Cabo. Can you imagine living in paradise? I got my man Dan Mangana in the building today. Dream with Dan. How are you, my friend? I am blessed. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for the opportunity to dive in. And thank you for the illustrious intro also. Man, I was messing with you before we started this thing. I just want to be like you when I grow up, man. <laughs> Shout out to Justin Breen for the intro, man. I, I just Justin Breen is the connection. met some amazing people through the connections. And so I had the fortune of being on your podcast earlier this year. It's mm-hmm. still not out, but it's coming. It's it, coming. You know what? I double checked. I double checked. We will have you out in the next couple of weeks. It's going to come out before the end of the year. It's out before and the end of the year, 100%. I had team While you're hearing it, you got to go listen to the episode. We had so much fun there. Mm-hmm. I've just been kind of letting the relationship marinate and bake. <laughs> and I've been watching. He didn't know I was cyber stalking him and just seeing how <laughs> he's moving. 
And I'll tell you, man, I was at an event and I sent a client to him right off the bat. He didn't even see it coming, which was a beautiful thing. And I think you guys are making inroads already. So you're going to, you're in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen. So buckle up, buckaroos, because it's about to happen. So let's go back to the beginning, man. Mm-hmm. You made over a million dollars at a very young age. Give us the rundown, man. You're in Europe. You're doing mm-hmm. some type of financial services. Break this all down for me. So my first actual business, my first business was, I started a conglomerate as a teenager, which is when I think about it, I should have been like having sex with girls and sneaking out and drinking beer and trying weed and smoking I wasn't, I was reading Think and Grow Rich when I was 17 years old. That's what I was doing, you know, nerding out and getting into information. And then one of my best friends at the time, his brother and I started a business and then it just blew up and grew. We were wholesaling. So let me give you the rundown. So, you know, when you buy things from catalogs, if you return it, they can't sell it again. And that's why catalog prices are higher. I don't know what catalogs you guys have in the, in the US, but in the UK, we had like Little Woods and a couple of these other guys. So there are these companies that the catalogs would offload all of this unused stuff to. And one of them was this company called Gem Discounts. So Gem Discounts, which I think after a couple of years changed to Gem Wholesale, when I was Dickens, 18, 19 years old, I stumbled upon this company and realized you can spend like, one, two thousand pounds, and you'll get a random palette of goods, but there could be like TVs in there, there could be like PlayStation 2 in there, there could be irons, there could be a load of bric a brick. And so the business plan was spend one, two thousand on this thing, break up the parcel, and sell the pieces off on eBay and whatnot. And that blew up. So my first business partner, he had a load of people that was like, hey, like in fact, he stumbled on me looking at the website. This is how Providence works. I'm looking at the website. He's like, what's that? I was like, I'm looking at this thing, but I'm not really sure I can be bothered to break up all of that. He's like, dude, let me come in on that. I can sell all of that. And that's how the business was born. Then what ended up happening was, is that I also had another connection for auction cars. So there was this company that I paid a month, an annual membership. And what I could do is I could give them a description of a car or three or four different variations of it. And they had a network of people that would go to car auctions and find as close to that description of a car, sometimes as much as 50% of the price. So I started another business whereby people pay 200 pounds to register for the search. That was kind of like the deposit. And then we'd go and find, the guys would go and find the car, they deliver it. And I put a little bit of markup, but we, we were making good bank with that as well. And then I discovered the world of trade finance and letters of credit, which is a, a whole other beast. And I realized that I can effectively get an overdraft or a credit line, a line of credit for like a million dollars, for like 50, 60,000 to go and buy goods. So do the math on this. So long as I'm making at least a 10% margin on that product, I'm doubling my money on every transaction. From there, it was game over. I was a millionaire in less than a year. (laughs) You just did math. Literally. Were you a great student? Come on. There are some things that I'm especially good at and some things that I'm not naturally good at, but I can get by. So I'm a low A, like an A minus American context. I'm an A minus math student, 
but anything to do with logic that doesn't require as many different systems. Like I got an A for chemistry and English because they're, they're structured. It's a simple structure. The system I think I can follow. So I would go and kill it with that. So you figure you're good at systems and recognizing patterns and then being able to put the right inputs in to get that output. And then obviously fast forwarding for the listeners, the, my story, I found out when I'm 27 years old, I've got Asperger's. And so my brain is actually naturally wired to only operate systematically. So a lot of the challenges that I faced in my life, a lot of the things I've had to overcome have become because there wasn't a clear system, a clear defined system. But when there's a clearly defined system, I become a little bit of a monster. A monster. Because you just keep yeah. cranking it. That's it. Boom. Done. I, I do that okay. honestly. And so... In the story, you're done, you're rich, you're wealthy, don't really need to do anything ever again, right? Oh, no, because I kind of messed up a little bit, <laughs> which became messing up a lot. Because what had happened was I was in a crew of guys, you know, there are a few of us, and the idea became, hang on a minute, we can scale this ridiculously if we had more capital. So we went out and got capital from friends and family and so on and so forth. That's illegal to do that without a license. And so what ends up happening is when your money is made from funds that you weren't legally allowed to take because you didn't have the licensing, everything that you make becomes criminal proceeds and the government can take it, which is exactly what happened. Everything got clamped overnight. Whoop. Broke. Whoa. So what <laughs> happened? Like they tuck it and did you that, like go to like. So this is 2000 and. Three, I want to say 2003, maybe 2004. So what I did was I went off and built up again. I didn't have the same partners. I went off and did my own thing. Went build up again. This time I tried to be clever. I'm going to put everything in other people's names. I'm going to be this ghost sitting behind the curtain. Nobody's going to know I'm involved. And then everybody stole everything. <laughs> so this is the second time. Second built time. Loss. Built it. Loss. And then I ended up going to jail for the business that I had before, all within like a two-month period. Within a two-month period, lost everything the second time and then ended up going away on a retrial, not even on a first trial, on a retrial. Wait, what? they had to have new charges in America. You got to have no, new charges no. in America. So, so, this is, so you got to remember... The whole thing predicated is you need to have a license to handle third-party funds. But this is the crazy thing. Had I been less of an, can I say the word asshole on your show? Well, I've said it now anyway. Had I been less of an <laughs> asshole, I probably wouldn't have been punched out so hard over this thing. But I was young. And as far as I was concerned, I haven't done anything wrong. I've helped people get paid. We've all got paid. We're making money. Everything's lovely. So I spent three years, because remember that, and I've tracked this back as to why the second time hit me as hard and the first time didn't really hit me as hard. Because I didn't really see it as gone the first time because like it's, they're investigating whatever. Do they know? And I, I've said this, by the way, don't say this to the authorities. Do you know who I am? Never say that to the authorities. They, they don't respond to that very well. So, <laughs> I envision Wolf of Wall Street with fun coupons. <laughs> here's, here's a 20 year old. Yeah, by then I'm 20. I'm a 20 year old, little, arrogant, snotty faced, skinny black kid. 
who thinks he's cracked the code. Because remember, all I've done is win. I taught myself to make computers when I'm 13 years old. Like I was making my own money. I was doing deals where I'm making three, four, five grand when I'm like 15 years old. I'm buying like the latest sneakers. People are going to go and like do paper rounds. I'm like, paper round? I'm making real money. Like I just made a thousand on that computer. Did you know? That's what was going on. So I had a level of arrogant, an arrogant level of certainty going into that first business that it couldn't fail because that's just what I do. I win. So when it all gets clamped, I'm not seeing here's an opportunity to slow down. Here's an opportunity to learn a lesson. Here's an opportunity to see what's going on. I'm like, these guys are these, they don't know who they're talking about. They don't know who they're dealing with. I'm going to catch them on the flip side. And it didn't help that my first trial, I technically won, but I had three counts that were hung jury. So they did a retrial on those three counts for me. And the second time they played a little bit dirty and managed to get what they needed to get, you know, kudos, everyone's, they did what they had to do. But I'd gone through a four year period, just assuming I'm going to get that other money back. They had like, I don't know, 2 million or something like that. I'm going to get that money back. And then I had this other money I built up in the meantime, but then the money that I had built up in the meantime, stolen. Then I go for my second trial, which I've gone into arrogantly again. I didn't prep. I wasn't meeting with my lawyer. I'm like, I've done nothing wrong. This is me. I know the code to the universe. Did you, did they see the spanking that I gave them last time? They blackmailed witnesses. They allowed people to change their testimony. The judge was directing the jury. False evidence was allowed in. It was like a mess. And then before you know it, they're like, yeah, guilty, bye. What? Boom, 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 in a very, very short period of time. And that's when I was like, oh, maybe I, I don't know everything. Maybe I don't have the code completely cracked. Maybe there's something to... And that's where the suicide narrative that people hear about when, you know, when they read my books and stuff, this is the period of time because I'm sitting there like, but hang on a minute. This isn't how this was supposed to go. I had everything scripted. I had it all worked out. Everything was cut and dry. And then I was like, oh my God, I've been running around for the last eight, nine years, Johnny Big Socks thinking that he's got it worked out. And here I am with nothing worked out. Nothing. What there's somebody smoking heroin in the corner. I don't have this worked out. Like I'm from a middle class, decent family. I'm not. I'm not a hoodlum. You know, I've disgraced my family name. Like the the overwhelm of of the the, the dissolution of everything. I, I I don't know what to do. And that's when I was like, that's it. I'm out. I, I've got to check out. I've got. I've, there's no way I can come back from this. Because I literally was like, I've been living this in this delusional bubble for years and arrogantly flipping birds at everybody that, who, do you know who you're talking? Do you know who you're dealing with? It was a rough come to Jesus moment for me, Jerome, because I thought I had it cracked. I thought I knew everything. And in one fell swoop, I didn't know anything at all, except that. I had nothing left to give. What a rapid change of events. So you go mm-hmm. from on top of the world, I know 100%. everything, to mm-hmm. I don't want to live anymore, suicidal ideation. You know, my friend Caplice, he worded it. I got to give him credit for this. I overanalyzed myself out of suicide because it wasn't ideation even. It was, 
I'm going to do this. The only reason why I didn't make an attempt is because I was so battered and beat down that I'm like, I can't be a loser that can't even kill himself, right? That's literally what happened. Because I don't have access to a gun, right? Which if I had access to a gun, I wouldn't be here right now. If I could got my hands on a gun, because that's clean, I can't fail it. That's going here, that's done and, and out. This wasn't an emotional big decision. This is, this is the only logical thing left for me to do, to pop a gun here and pull the trigger. But there is no gun. I can't cut my wrist because I've seen too many cut marks. And if I fail at that, and then I've got this ongoing what do they call it? A badge of my failure forever. Oh, no, I, I couldn't do that. The thought of that made me want to, I don't even know, disintegrate into a million pieces. And then I thought, well, like, I can try and overdose. But then I remembered an ex-girlfriend of mine, her friend had tried to do that. And we, were, we went to visit her at the hospital and there's like 10 of us standing around her in the hospital. Like, oh, feel it. I was like, no, I can't have people looking at me like a loot. There's no, so, I, and here's the crazy thing. I said, I've got it. What I was doing before worked up to a point because I'd made the money, but it had fallen away. So there's some missing pieces. So if I perfect my system of what we now call manifesting, then it was just creating my own reality. I can create the outcome of my perfect suicide and it not go wrong. And that's what I set off to do. We're here today. The work that I do today was grounded in the choice of me seeking to understand what had gone wrong with how I create before so that my suicide is pulled off without a mistake. Cause I didn't want to fail at suicide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how crazy is that? Right. Mm -hmm. The thing that you wanted for bad, mm -hmm. you're now using to change people's lives. And here we have you're it. using it for good. Here we have it. You you've literally become the guide for these heroes that come to you in their time of need and giving them a path to manifestation. So some people hear that they start checking out, man, that's so woo woo. That's so mm -hmm. soft. It's so. Mm -hmm. <sighs> mm -hmm. What say you, sir? There is a woo woo side to it and the woo woo side doesn't work, but there's a grounded gritty side an approach to the way the universe is actually constructed, the way that the divine put this thing together that we could use to navigate with grace and ease and create the outcomes that we want. The fact is we're always creating what we want, but the want isn't a conscious desire, it's an unconscious desire. None of us have failed once. The mind is a terminator, it never fails at anything. Every single thing that we're experiencing now is a perfect reflection of what's being put out from the inside out as a desire being made manifest, being made flesh. The trick isn't teaching people how to manifest so much, Jay, as teaching people to reset the patterning of that which they are already manifesting so that it matches a conscious desire that they have for their life. That's not woo-woo, that's math. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. He's dumping the toys out, here we go. All right, so you're telling me that we've never felt at anything. We're Nobody's literally creating what we want because, but it's not conscious, it's unconscious. It's unconscious. So we're unconsciously incompetent as to the capacity that we have to choose our outcomes. And so therefore the pattern that's become a part of our experience based on our environment, our programs, what we've allowed, blah, 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 becomes the, the narrative that's playing out perfectly. 
perfectly. They're, they're sitting there, pregnant pause, intentionally. They're sitting there like, yeah, this guy, what is this guy talking about? Show me the math, man. Get, okay. break, break this down for me. Practical. So we're here the 18th of November. Next Saturday, I'm recording my TEDx, and we're, we're going to be speaking about this. I, so I can, I, I've got the clarity on this because I had to, I, when you have to condense 20 years of experience into 12 minutes, you get really razor clear. <laughs> you get really clear on the thing. So let's go back to 1801. This guy called Thomas Young decides that he's going to do an experiment to show the, the shift in characteristics between traditionally viewed particles and waves. So what he says is he's going to push this light beam through these two slits, and then he's going to measure what happens with the orderly reforming, and then he's going to explore what's happening with the waves and the particles in that light in the dissemination and then the reintegration. Here's the thing. Over the last 200 years since that experiment's first been performed, there's a very weird thing that started to show up for a few people. When there was nobody observing the outcome, the light didn't reorder, didn't reform in an orderly way. In other words, you get this single beam of light, it gets split into two, then it reforms and they're measuring things and blah, blah, blah. But when there was no observer waiting for that orderly reformation, there was a randomized outcome. So people started noodling on this and then the quantum aspect starts to come into it. And then what we came to realize is that the only reason why the light reformed in an orderly way is because of the expectation of the person observing the experiment. When there was no observer of the experiment, we returned to Schrodinger's light beam. The light beam is gonna order, form, reorder, uh, reform orderly and disorderly, depending on what the observer is. So they tell the adage, what, what's the sound of a tree falling in a forest with no people? There is no sound. There's no sound because the sound is our experience of the frequency vibrating off the experience. But when there's nobody there, there's no sound. It's silent because sound only exists for the observer of the sound. And so putting this into, you know, a bit more scientific to, so we can smash this woo-woo thing, right? Every single one of us are made up of atoms. When we start to break open those atoms and take them to their smallest thing, their smallest bit, that's an electron. When you open up that electron, which is the base of everything, it's 99.99999% empty space energy. So let's start to mix these things. We've got Schrodinger's cat. That whole experiment, is the cat dead? Is it alive? We don't know until it's open. It's both dead and alive until it's opened up. We've got that one. We've got this light beam waiting for an observer. And then we've got energy being the basis of everything. So the very basis of that which we are is in this perpetual state of being and not being, this and that, until it's observed. And the observation is what creates the outcome. So your entire world which is made up of physical things, which are made up of energy, only take shape because your observation and expectation in that observation is telling it what to do. Before that, it's in a complete state of infinite possibility. You've got Jerome's box, a Jerome's life, until he opens up the box and has the experience through the lens that he's seeing in his world. Was that enough science to dash the woo-woo? We get what we expect. Expectation is the guiding principle as to our physical reality. But then there's a loop because your expectation 
create the environment that you're in. That environment feeds back and informs the program that creates the expectation in the first place, which then puts you in this ongoing loop. And that's why life stays the same. There might be a different skin, but it's the same relationship that you've been having, right? It may be a different business, but you've got the same outcome because the program hasn't been broken. Trauma breaks the program, big things break the program. So for me, I was on this thing of winning, right? But I was unconsciously incompetent as to aspects of that winning that were out of whack with collective agreements about how things work, AKA I didn't have licensing, but I didn't know that I didn't need licensing. But then again, the expectation that I didn't need to get help from anyone because I was an arrogant little toe rag also fed into an experience that was polluted with that. And so what ends up happening is I end up getting an experience outside of my conscious desire because it was sitting there, out there in, in outside of me, waiting to come in and influence what actually happened. Then that disruption gave me an opportunity to go down two different routes. I could have gone down and been a, a miserable, resentful person. But because of the time that I spent, and here's the key, remember, I had nothing but time, 22 and a half hours a day, seven days a week. I'm just locked in a room. Do you know what I did with that time? I was reading. I was listening to tapes. I taught myself to transliterate Arabic and Hebrew so that I can go back into ancient texts. I'm reading stories. I'm breaking down the whole pattern. So for years, all I had to do was do that. But guess what? You can't pollute your mind positively with inputs and have a negatively framed outcome. All I was doing was putting myself positive things. So the programs that were leading to the expectations that became the life that I ended up having was informed by that. And so I didn't turn around and say, I don't want to kill myself anymore. The whole suicidal ideation got completely washed out by the positive content that I was putting into my mind. And so now I go through my life informed by that program because it shifted because of the inputs that I put into my mind. You brainwash yourself. I brainwashed myself positively, accidentally, completely accidentally. That's what's so hilarious about this whole thing. I wasn't trying to save myself. I wasn't trying to save myself. I wasn't going into positive information because I need to make this right. I need to, no, I was like, I need to just get this over and done with. Like, blah, blah, blah. So don't tell me that your intention even really matters against the backdrop of, of the input. The intention can guide the input. But ultimately, what's going on with your inner environment will always win. The unconscious mind moves at 10,000 to 10 million times the speed of the conscious mind. So if you're running around having BS conversations about lack, blaming the president, saying this happened, that happened, oh my God, COVID, that's why I'm not succeeding, it's, it's poppycock, all of it. Your environment, even how you respond to the things seemingly outside of your control, all of it is responding to your inner environment. And that's purely based on the inputs that you're putting into yourself, the conversations that you're having in the company that you keep. Right? You can't lie down with what do they say. You can't lie down with dogs and not get fleas. Is that what they say? That's you can't be say. around people complaining, moaning, and expect that you're going to have a positive life. That's not the way it goes. Elevate your company. Elevate the conversations you're having with yourself. Elevate what are you watching? What are you listening to? Are you listening to booty, booty crap, booty, booty crap, booty crap? Or are you taking at least some time out to come and listen to dream catchers and be inspired and be uplifted? Do you go on holidays to go and get drunk or do they, do they come and hang out with you in St. Lucia and be elevated and learn exp expansive things that are going to change their reality? What are you doing? What are you doing? 
What's up, tribe? It's your host, Jerome. I just want to let you know that we put together a free 15-point checklist for exiting the matrix. Jump on over to dreamshouldbereal.com in order to pick your free copy up. Let's get back to the show. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yo. See, you've been on holiday, so you're coming in fully charged, man. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm loving what's happening here. So we get what we expect. We've got this program running. You, you build computers. So there's a software mm-hmm. program running, and mm-hmm. we kind of end up in this echo chamber where we just continue mm-hmm. to run that program until mm-hmm. something happens. It could be trauma. Mm-hmm. It can be some other experience. Mm-hmm. But there's a pattern interrupt. That mm-hmm. gives us the opportunity to make a choice on whether we Keyword, go back to the old programming. Keyword opportunity. Say more. Opportunity because you gave them the secret sauce there, but it's gonna it's just gonna breeze past a lot of people. Because here's the magic: every single moment that opportunity exists. Every single moment, like we some people waiting for the trauma. What I'm saying is you don't have to wait for it. You can actually just stop. Everyone can hit pause right now. They can hit pause and say, do you know what? I'm going to get up after listening to this podcast and I'm going to go and do one thing differently. A lot of people get caught up on the thing. I need to change my whole, you don't. Micro shift. One thing needs to change. Make the commitment to go out and read one book that's going to do something different. Make the commitment that you're going to take five minutes at the beginning of the day to, to get into a space of gratitude and speak to your creator, whatever. Make the commitment that you're going to go and walk for 10 minutes once a week. or what. One shift completely changes the substance of the program. The program isn't altered. The program is rewritten every single snap. It's rewritten. But we give it the same content to rewrite. The program isn't fixed. It's malleable because nothing's real beyond right now. So we've got every now, we've got the completely write the program, but the limitations of our perspective, which is why it's important to read, to go and have those conversations, because they're setting the framework for what we're even able and open up to go and experiencing differently. But we, we're having, having the same people in the same neighborhoods, having the same conversations, listening to the same, watching the same shows, eating the same food, doing the same thing, and then wondering why there's no scope to go and do something differently. Yikes. So they get to choose. Every single moment you get to choose. And guess what? Every single moment you are choosing, but we've been bitch ass now resigning that choice to be happening at the unconscious level from the same program that's created the same junk that we're experiencing and saying that we want to change in the first place. So we're not, we're literally in a delusional bubble when we say we want something different than what we have because we're actively creating it. Actively, but it's happening at the unconscious level as much as 97% of the time. And then because of that 97% running, that three to 10% that we get, 10% if you're like wide awake, that three to 10%, we're often so busy talking about what happened from that 97%, complaining, apportioning blame, right? Crying, anxious that we're not even present in the time that is available to us to do something consciously, to do something consciously, because we're still taking our conscious time to talk about what happened unconsciously. Things stay the same. The cycle continues. 
then we die and we call it life. Well, that doesn't sound inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a, a lame existence. And so how do we make the unconscious conscious mm. so that we can interrupt the pattern? I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to put the glitch in the program now. Well, you talk about waking people up from the matrix all the time. You know, the number one thing is just awareness. Just the fact that we've introduced this new sequence of thoughts today means that you can no longer run blindly on the old program and say, that's what it is. Red pill, whether you wanted it or not, here we go. Right, that's it. Or even if they don't take the red pill, you can't say the red pill doesn't exist anymore. It's already changed. You can't say that you don't have a choice anymore. I'm literally a living example that you can't say that anymore. You don't have that excuse. You don't have that cop out anymore. It's not yours. It's not available. Gone. You might not take the red pill, but it's there and you know it's there. And they know Jerome's got it. They know Dan's got it. They know our buddy Carl's got it. They know that it's available. And now that it's available, you can't tell yourself the story that it's not available. We may not be their Morpheus. But they can't say Morpheus doesn't exist and therefore I have to play out this pattern of experience. You can't say that anymore. You are now held responsible for the things that you have known or found out based on this podcast. So Um, what is the money game? (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you the quick story on that one. So fast forward from all the things I rebuild my life. I got to set up a company that goes seven figures, my consulting business quarter for consulting. We're doing government contracts. We're doing crazy stuff. Right. Then I get the call to come and do what I do now, which is to take all of the experiences that I've had to take beyond intention, to take all of these and share them with people. Of course, I'm like, well, trying to help people last time didn't work out for me. I don't know if I want to do that. Fast forward past me saying yes. And having that all experience. We're in 2018 now. I'm running around on my own dime around the world, teaching people this information, dishing out these red pills like they're candy because they are, right? And then it hit me, whoa, like the money's going to run out at some point. Because this time I'm not charging people for anything. I was getting like, God had my back. Like someone will pay for me. They fly me in somewhere. They put me up. They put food in my belly. But like the money was going to run out. And so the thing was, Well, if what I'm saying is true, then there has to be a predictable path to causing money to show up in my reality. So let's test this out. Are you full of of it, Dan, or are you not? And so I went out and I said, okay, well, what's the formula of the flow funnel? Okay. So I need a clear intention. My frequency needs to be aligned. My mindset needs to be open to the possibility. And in that instance, I shouldn't really need to do too much more than receive. All right, what does that look like? And I create the formula. I tried it. I said, I'm going to try something small. Let's see what happens with 50 bucks. The next day, 193 euros showed up. I said, okay, that works. And I kept stretching and playing with this until I was able to ask for $10,000 and it showed up a week later out of the blue. Who'd you ask? Who'd you ask? ask. Wait, wait. They called you. You You got a calling. You don't ask. This is the whole thing with the money game. You don't do anything other than principles. The money game itself is a disruptor of the stories that we have around needing to do something for money. That's the whole point. And right now, the current record is $75,000 in two days. $75,000 in two days. So the whole point is you just do the process and then you chill. You don't do anything and see what happens. 
right? And so then I started playing with, well, money's just one thing. What about if we break it down with people? So I started using it to create contacts. It worked. Using it to create specific kinds of outcomes. Then working with people to use it to create customers for their business or love in their life. And it's the same principle. It's the same formula in the book, which is just over my shoulder there. We break down the different applications that you've got of the money game that you can use for different things because it's the same principle. It's almost like hacking the matrix and having it spit out what you want. And then the game becomes increasing your openness of belief as to what is possible for you to create. So I'm still playing the game and stretching my limits and stretching what I think is possible. I use this to create customs for my business. How we've got a seven-figure business. Literally, I'm not hustling. I'm applying the principle. And as I'm applying the principle, then I had an opportunity that came up with one of my mentors to take my business to 10 million. Okay, thank you. Boom. So we're working with that. And then we're having fun and we're doing the thing, but we're not hustling. We're applying the principles so that everything just flows and clicks into place. Give me the four steps, clear intention. <laughs> we need a clear intention. So the, fl- the flow funnel is a clear intention. Now with the work that I do, for example, with my signature program, we use another level. We take it to another because it's collaborative intention. A woman called Lynn McTaggart did scientific research to show that when eight people hold the same intention, miracles can happen. So what we do with our community is everybody has contributes to a set of clear intentions that everybody's going to do. So we get to hack the energy of group intention as well. So clear intention, group intention is another level. If you want to take it to the next level, group intention, then your, your frequency. Now, let me pull the BS out of this because there's a lot of people selling courses on Instagram for 997. I'm going to clear your frequency of money. Let's get into the frequency of abundance. Puppycock. Frequency literally is the measurement of the frequency that you're operating at. That is just your emotional state. That's it. The emotional state is the medium through which you can inform and experience the frequency that you're at right now. So what is the frequency of the thing that I want, AKA, when I project myself into the experience of me having that thing, what is the emotional state that I'm in at that time? So let's say, for example, someone wants to get promotion in their career. Okay. Well, when you envision yourself in that career jump, How does your body feel? What are just three or four emotions going on? Those three or four emotions are the GPS coordinates to that intention coming to life. So you're literally chasing a feeling so that you're able to receive. Like, because this is what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And then from there, you can say, hey, I'm, I don't, feel the way I'm supposed to feel in order to be to this place, which that physical change. That's what we call (laughs) alchemic life creation. When we're teaching people alchemic life creation, it's not hustling because everything in your world, right, is your expectation. The expectation is not a cognitive thing. It's a resonance. That's the secret source. The resonant experience in your body, what people call frequency, that is the true expectation because that's what Everything responds to it's responding to that. So I say reality wraps around how you feel is projecting out as an expectation that's literally telling reality what to serve up for you. All right. So I'm a listener. I'm like, all right, how do I find out more about this? Because this is blowing my mind. I've never seen anything like it. You got a summit coming up, right? Yeah, we've got a summit coming up in January. The best thing to do is this. This is the best thing to do. Head over to dreamwithdan.com. 
grab any free resource on the free resources page, something that resonates with you. We've got a, a guide on how to be a harmonious money magnet, which dips into these principles. It's like a 45 minute long, really in-depth teaching, breaking this down. It's free, right? I'm not going to send you a Patreon. Go and grab that. That's going to put you on the email list. And you know what's going to happen then? Every single piece of free content and event and stuff that's going on, you're going to find out about it. Here's the crazy thing. I don't really try to sell people stuff off the bat. Reason being, I don't know if I want to work with you. I don't know that. I don't know if you, I really want you in my world. I'm being real, right? So we've got the free Facebook group. Not everybody makes it out of the free Facebook group. Not everybody makes it out. And that's okay. But the resources for you to start looking at that red pill a bit closer, maybe putting it on your tongue, dreamwithdan.com. Hop in, get involved. And if the time comes for you to explore maybe doing something a bit more in depth with us, the path there to do it too. But come and taste and see if it's good for you. Try out the money game. Grab it. I think we've got it out there for like a dollar right now, the money game. Go and grab the book for, for a dollar. Check it out. Play with it. Here's a really cool thing about me using money as the medium through which we test these principles. If I say to you, do this and $10 is going to show up and it doesn't show up after you've done it, you know, I'm full of it. But if like Matt Garden, for example, I say, do this and you're going to get $10 and in two days, you've got 75,000, right? Or like Katie Abbott, who I said, do this and get 10 and she got 27,000 pounds within three days. You know that it's real. But when you know it's real, then you could dive in a little bit deeper. I'm not, listen, people can talk, but numbers don't lie. Results don't lie. Results don't lie. They don't lie, bro. Results don't and lie. There's so few, everybody's a coach these days. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody can change your world. No, you can't. Your face. <laughs> your face. Because the true practitioners are the practice. Mm-hmm. And then there are those who are selling snake oil. Oh, you had to go there, didn't you? Oh, God. I'm, I'm there. And, you know, in, in Europe, you guys call them charlatans. So seriously, because you went to the place results don't lie. So mm-hmm. take me down the path, man. What's the difference between somebody who's really doing the business and someone who's just grabbing money? Because I really get my heart broken every time somebody comes to me and they're like, yeah, I was working with this person and did this and nothing worked. And they actually did the work. There's a difference because you got to do the work too. Here's the thing. Some people are accidental charlatans and I'm going to say why. Because there's this insidious BS narrative that one thing works for everybody. It doesn't. Not everybody's going to vibe. Some people can come, do my work that's making results for thousands and tens of thousands of people and get nothing from it. Having done the work, there could be additional variables, but maybe I'm not your guy. Which is why I said, taste and see if it's good. I didn't say, come and give me bands. I said, try it out for a dollar. You want the paperback? I think it's 20 bucks to go and get the paperback. See if it works for you. Go grab the free video. See if you get a result. You get a result, okay, then we're resonant. Not everything is for everybody. Everybody's got their own path. 
There's people that I've worked with as a coach E, where it's like, you, you're full of it. Like straight up Charlotte and snake oil. Like that was wasted money. Apart from the lesson. Okay, the lesson was valuable, right? There's people that I've worked with that I've got a lot from and they don't even know how magical they were. And there are people that they're good, but they're not for me. And there's a level of discernment and knowing of self that's demanded of you in order for you to step into a situation and know Bob's not my person. Kudos to Bob doing his thing, but Bob's not my person. Does that make sense? I hear you, but I know there are people. Yeah, they're out there. They're out there. You're being gentle and kind. You're being gentle and kind. They're out there. I I appreciate that because you're protecting your energy, but I just know, man. There are, there are Sartlinsons out there. And you know what? God doesn't shortchange anybody on either side of the equation. You know, go deeper. That, that success that they might have is short lived. There's no sweet and sweetness on the tongue. That champagne doesn't feel good. You know you stole people's life force to drink that champagne. It doesn't feel good for you. You're going to be miserable. But there's a level of discernment. So when, I, when people ask me, oh, how do I, I say, look, first and foremost, does that person have results? Not what's going on with their life, because Instagram can lie. Do they have verifiable results in what they create in other people's lives? Yes or no? And then step in and see, find a way to discern, is this your person? So do they get results for other people on a consistent basis? not a haphazard hit and miss, on a consistent basis, do they get results for other people? And does their methodology, the way that they communicate, the way that they groove, does it groove with you? Is there a resonance between how you guys get on? Wait, so I I can't just go buy something because it sounds amazing? I actually have to do some due diligence and some research? Do some due diligence and do some self-reflection. Cookie-cutter approach doesn't work. People just, oh, that looks good. Marketing, yo, I was listening to a, a, a webinar the other day from a guy that's in a mastermind I'm in, and he was showing the dark side of Robert Caldini's book, The uh, Influence. Influence. Right? And the, the Caldini said in the book, he says, don't use the ones in here that aren't real for you. And yet, when you go in some of these marketing things, and they say, yeah, do this and create the scarcity, even if it's not, and change the price and create the fake downtime. But, There's a science to this, and they're running around getting money out of people using science. We know it. So you can't even really trust your response immediately to the thing, the cognitive response. The body knows that's a different conversation, but the cognitive response can be manipulated. And people are manipulating and getting two comma awards and getting 10x awards. Right? You know some, I know some. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. So there's got to be some discernment. There's got to be some self-knowing. Do they get results on a consistent basis for other people? Yes or no. But imperatively, imperatively, are they even your person? Are they your person? Brother Dan, brother Dan, this has been beautiful. All right. So how much money do you spend on self-development a year? On average, on average, normally, I probably average 50 to 100,000 a year for a decade. However, last year I did 172 and this year I'm at like 350. I did 150 last month alone. You did 150,000 in self-development last month. Mm-hmm. And 
people are scratching their head right now. Like, mm-hmm. what in the world mm-hmm. is this guy doing? And you can't spend that kind of money if you're not making real money, right? But Mm-mm. what? Why? You're so evolved. You're so you've been through all the reflection. Like you, you mm-hmm. accept yourself. Why would you spend that kind of money on development? If you're not growing, you're dying. It's the law of nature. The second that you stop growing, you are dying. It's the law of nature. The second that I stop learning, and it doesn't necessarily have to be. So everyone that's listening is like, I've got a hundred grand switch off. No, go and get a book. You're listening to a podcast right now. Get on YouTube with a clear intention that you want to expand the capacity that you have to invest in yourself. I still watch YouTube videos. I was listening to podcasts yesterday. I was reading last night and I still put stacks into masterminds, into coaches. I spent 35,000 on one coach for my business, another 25,000 for one coach in my business and 90,000 on a mastermind. Last 90,000 to get into 90, a room. To get into a room. But technically, because I don't have to- Well, it's an island. It's not just a room, it's an island. So you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> but you, but without, I don't want to, this is not about name dropping, but the, the, lev- the caliber of person that I'm moving around we spoke about the environment, right? And the inputs from that environment. I'm not having conversa- basic conversations with basic people. That's why I, it's, it's physically impossible, therefore, for me to experience a basic life. It's impossible for me to experience a basic life. Physically, because I've got no basic inputs. I've got no basic, no, nothing basic in my environment, no basic people, no basic conversations. <laughs> I love it. And so the person who freaked out and they were like, he spent $300,000. He's doing that because he gets a return on that. You would think, but I, I'm putting words in his mouth. Dan, do, do you get a return on the investment that you make in your education? A hundred percent. Do you make more money than what you spend on these coaches and masterminds? Of course I do. But look, for example, the 90K investment, which was, that's the biggest single investment I've made in my personal development thus far, right? But number one, the person who's leading it, he's about that business. He's been in 20 years deep, right? I've already been introduced, for example, to the Transformational Leadership Council. That's the the biggest thought leaders in the world. I now have access and communication with that caliber of person. That's who I'm hanging out with. Right. I'm going to I'm going to Richard Branson's private island on April to mastermind with millionaires and billionaires from around the world. I will be the poorest person on the island. I can't wait. I love to be the dumbest person in the room, the brokest person in the room, the least evolved person in the room, because that's what leads you up. It's just like with chess. If I keep winning with the person I'm playing chess with, I'm not playing them anymore. I don't like when I keep winning consistently at chess, because guess what? I'm not a grandmaster. So I've got room to grow. So if I'm sitting here being, oh, yeah, I'm winning chess games. Dude, your score's 1,200. There's nothing to, to write home about. You're playing people with a 1,000 score. Your score's 1,200. For you to be even considered to be a half-decent player, your score's got to be 1,800, 1,900, right? For the chess players in the room. But you're, you're showing off. The, you're beating kids. Get out of here, man. Get out of here. Lose and grow. Be in that discomfort of growth and expansion. That's where the edge is. Now, is this for everybody? Is this part for everybody? No, it's not. And I'm not throwing any shade at anyone that doesn't want to experience life on these terms. But guess what? I wake up every day fulfilled. I will go to my grave knowing that the divine through me has made an imprint in people's lives. 
I know that everything, all the, even the junk that I went through, I can be grateful for it because it led me to who I am today and what I get to do every single day. Bring it, bring the discomfort. Bring being the dumbest, dumbest person in the room. I, I relish it. I want it. Because that's where the edge of true growth and expansion to infinite possibilities is. Daniel, man, Gina, ladies and gentlemen. Brother, thank you for being so generous with your time today. Uh, You're the epitome of a dream catcher, my friend. And thank you, man. I don't think many people actually can begin to understand the work that had, you had to go through in order to become who you've become. And yeah, middle class, get it. But to rebuild multiple times, to overcome all of the negative programming and stories from the failures, and then to embrace that and say, that is the only way that I become better, shows the evolution that most people won't ever be able to grasp because they rather just tuck their tail and shrink so that they don't have to experience the discomfort. So for you to be that social proof that there's so much that's more, so much more that's possible for us, just makes my heart do flips, man. Big love, bro. Look forward to being together with you in person soon. And we're going to drop the link for the summit. You going to give us a link for the summit so we can drop it in the show notes? Yeah. When are we live with this? Right before the summit. Okay. Yeah. We're going to pop that link. We'll pop your link in there because you're going to, we're featuring you. I wasn't going to tell him about that. It was going to be a surprise, but we're here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So to the listeners, your dreams should be real. We'll talk soon. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.